from the theme, Unveiling the Blessings of God for Your Life. Unveiling the Blessings of God for Your Life. Our text that I read in your hearing early this morning, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, actually the first 14 verses, we find the Word of God will talk to us about how to be blessed and how to receive the blessings of God in our lives. Ushers, you may be seated. Let us pray. Father, we're grateful this morning. We give you praise and glory. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love, and grace. We pray now to come into the midst of us and have your way. Bless us today. Watch over us. Keep us and protect us. You are the God of our salvation. You are our light, our bright and morning star. You're the one that leads, guides, and protects and keep us from all hurt, harm, or danger. And we bind every spirit of ungodliness, every spirit of unrighteousness in this place. We cast down strongholds, thoughts, imaginations that would exalt themselves against the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in this building. We'll lose your glorious power, have your way. Holy Spirit, teach us, lead and guide us today. In Christ Yeshua's mighty name, we pray and ask it. That all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. What is unveiling? What does it mean to unveil something? It means to remove, to uncover. Uh, It means to allow that which is hidden to be revealed. To allow that which is hidden to be revealed. The word of God tells us in Jeremiah, the 29th chapter and the 11th verse, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God says, I want to bless you and I want to move on your life, but I want you to know that there are some prerequisites that you must adhere to in order to receive the blessing. There are some things that you must do in order to get to that place where the blessings of God will begin to flow and continue to flow in your life. The devil will attack your finances. He will attack your family. He'll attack your marriage. He'll attack your home. He'll attack everything. But God said, I didn't come that you have to go through those things. I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. God uses Moses in this book of the Pentateuch in this last chapter. And Moses gives his final instructions to the children of Israel before he leaves the scene. Moses got angry for some reason or another and God told him to take the children of Israel up into the mountains and to speak to a rock so that they can get water. They irritated Moses and Moses decides he's not going to do what God said do but he struck the rock twice and the water gushed out and then God called him aside and said come here boy let me talk to you. You're not listening and you're not paying attention. He said I told you to speak to the rock And you did not follow my instructions. Sometimes you get yourself in trouble with God because you don't follow instructions. He said, speak to the rock. You struck the rock. He said, now go up on top of the hill. I want you to look down to Mount Moriah and see the promised land. I want you to see the land of Canaan that I promised the children of Israel. But guess what, Moses? You're not going down there because you disobeyed. And see, sometimes you stop the blessings of God from flowing in your life because of disobedience. Because you refuse to listen, you refuse to take heed, you refuse to do what God says, and because of that, the devil continues to have a pity party with you. 
Continue to steal your resources and take everything God bless you with. The devil will steal it and take it from you. God said, if you will listen, if you will do what I say, I will take care of you. You don't have to worry about anything. You say, you wonder where the money coming from for my deals. God said, are you doing what I asked you to do? Go to the mailbox and open it and there's a check in there you weren't looking for. It's more than enough to take care of that bill that you had. But you've got to do God's business, God's way. You got to say, Lord, I'm in this thing for real. I'm in this thing sincerely. I'm going to stay. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to go where I need to go. I'm going to be that individual that represents you at all times. Not just when it's convenient for me or when I feel like it or when I'm suffering. But when I, what, no matter what it is, I am here and I'm going to stay. Moses gives these final instructions to the children of Israel in the 28th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. He says, and it shall come to pass if you shall hearken. And that word means to listen to God. If you will hearken, if you will listen to what I've got to say and allow the things that I've got to tell you to manifest, I'm going to bless you. See, before this had happened, God had already spoke to our Isaac. And he said, now, Isaac, I want you to bless Jacob, people. Jacob and Esau were twins and they were fighting amongst each other to see who can get the blessing. And, 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 and Rebecca loved Jacob and, and Isaac loved Esau. And Rebecca told Jacob, go out there and get me the calf that your father loved and bring it to me so I can make him some pot of meat. And, and, and he sent Esau, was sent by Isaac to do the same thing. And what happened while Esau was gone hunting to find the meat, his mother already had it in the house. And she went and cooked it and, and, and dressed Jacob in some hairy skin and put it on him and told him to take it in there and feed it to your daddy so you can get the blessing. But see, Jacob was already promised the blessing of the nation of Israel because he was the favorite of Abraham, of his grandchildren. He was a grandson of Abraham. And Abraham played, prayed the blessing over Jacob's life. And because he prayed the blessing over Jacob, it wasn't really a thievery thing because Esau comes there hungry. It wasn't a thievery thing that Esau sold his birthright. God had already intended to bless Jacob anyway. The scripture tells us that when Isaac prayed the blessing over him, God made some promises unto Jacob. Have God promised you anything this morning? Have God said, I'm going to do this for you? Just keep your faith and trust in me and believe the word of God. I rebuke that spirit of slumber in the name of Jesus. The word of God tells us and shares with us to move forward <clears throat> in the things of God, to keep our faith and trust in God. Let's look at these verses. If you will diligently hearken unto me and God and do all that I command you with all which I come all and do the commandments which I command you this day. God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. Now notice what he says. If you will observe it, listen. If you will hear, listen. If you will do all of the commandments that I have set before you. He tells this to the nation of Israel because this is who he writes this to. Moses is talking to the Hebrews. 
And he says, if you will hearken to the voice of God, listen to what God says and just do what he says. What did the writer tell us in Chronicles? He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, he said, then will I hear from heaven, I will heal their land. God says, if you will hearken, if you will listen, the reason death is so high in the United States and countries around the world is simply because the people will not hearken. They will not listen. They will not turn from their wicked ways. God has to speak to their hearts and remove the sin out of their heart until the sin of the stain of sin is dealt with. People will continue to murder, kill, steal, use drugs, be in gangs, do everything that they do until the sin is dealt with in their hearts. Police running around here talking about we got to fix this problem. No, 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 no. The problem is sin. Until you deal with sin, you're not going to deal with the problem. So sin has to be addressed first. People have to repent of their sins and come to Christ, Yeshua, our Lord and Savior. And when they do that, they will begin to experience the blessings of God. The nation will transform. God will do what he told Israel he would do. Because I, but because our sons and daughters refuse God. They got every time, everything and everybody, but they don't have time for God. Look at verse number two. And all these blessings will come upon you and over. Now, not only is he going to set them to you, he said they will overtake you. He said, I'm not only going to bless you, the blessings don't overtake you. You ain't going to even have enough room for the blessings. God said, I'll give you so much you won't have no place to put it all. That's what he said when you give. Now, one thing I want you to know, that giving is not the only way that God blesses you. God blesses you because of your obedience. That's why he blesses you. He said, if you hearken to my word and do what I say, I will what? Bless you. Then he said, if you give, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Singular. The death shall not be room enough to receive. He said, give, I will bless you. He says, hearken unto me. Do what I say. I will let blessings overtake you. There's a difference. Would you prefer just the one or you prefer the many? Personally, I prefer the many. Let's go a little bit further with this. In, chapter, in verse number two, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. If you shall hearken unto the voice of God, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle and the increase of your kind and, the, and, the, and the, of your flock and your sheep. Blessed shall you be or shall be the, your basket and your store. He says, blessed shall be, you, you will be when you go in, and blessed will you be when you come out. He said, I'm just going to pour blessings. Can you imagine somebody just taking a bucket of water and just pouring it on top of you? And the more, they, they, then they just pour it, and they keep falling, and keep falling, and you're about to drown, and they keep, keep pouring them. God said, I'm going to bless you just like, he said, I'm going to pour blessings on you, and you're not going to even have a way to handle it all. Is that your health will be good. I'm going to pour blessings upon you. Because what? You hearken unto me. Because what? You listen to what I say. Because what? You do what I ask you to do. He said, I'm going to bless you. Don't let the devil fool you into thinking that God ain't going to bless you because he is going to bless you. He said, it's his will that you bless, that you walk in blessings. It is his will that the things of heaven be yours. He said, call the things that are not as though they are. Let them manifest in your life. Things not happening for you? Why? Are you in the right place with God? That would be his question. 
What did I tell you to do that you haven't done? And what's keeping you so long from doing that? Once you do that, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to open the windows of heaven and I'm going to bless you. I'm going to just pour blessings upon you because you listen to me, you hearken unto me, you do what I say. And the Holy Spirit speaks to every one of us. The people in the world know that there is a God. They just choose not to accept him and receive it. People in the world know they didn't create themselves. They know that they're not their own. They need to have their faith and trust in God. They know there is a God. They may not believe it because it will make them realize and recognize and become accountable to God. So the atheists run around with this existentialism saying there is no God. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God. I didn't call you a fool, atheist. God did. So the fool has said in his heart in the Psalms that there is no God. How foolish to believe that you made yourself, you stay as long as you want to and leave when you get ready. That's not how God works. Blasphemy. Story is told and it made the news of this comedian. She was telling these jokes. And she got up there and she mocked God. And when she did, he struck her down right on the stage. She spent several days in the hospital and finally recovered. Do not play with God. He is not a toy. God will take you out for blasphemy, for coming up against him, for coming up against his church. The Bible says, I will bless those who bless you and what? Curse those who curse you. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to walk in the abundance of his blessings. He wants you to get up on Sunday morning and say, I'm making my way to the house of God. I don't know what's going on in there today, but there is a blessing waiting for me. I got to get there so God can bless me. I got to get there so God can help me. See, we come to church. We have to come with open arms, humble hearts, with love and compassion. For our brothers and our sisters, embrace them when they come in the door. I saw people just embracing Barbara when she come in the door. They hadn't seen her, and they want to let you know we miss you, we love you, and we want you here on Sunday morning. God said, come to the house. Of, he said, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together, if the matter of some is. He said, when you come together, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name. He said, I'm in the midst. Let's go a little bit further with this. Verse number seven says, God shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten right before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Can you imagine that? Somebody just fighting you and coming up against you. God said, I'll take care of them. You just, you just do it. See, if you live right and do what God says, do it. Keep his commandments and follow his ordinances and his statutes. He said, I'm going to do it for you. You ain't even got to fight you, all you got to do is just stand there. God said, I'll do it. Let me handle it. It's mine. I'll take it. When God handles it, guess what? It is handled. When God fixes it, it is fixed. When God delivers you, you are delivered. He said, you're more than a conqueror. Why? Because Christ has already went to the cross and paid for it. He said, don't fight that battle. Just pray about it and let it go. Give it to me. I'll take care of it. Give it to me. The song you say, I'll bear it. If there's a need in your life, do what? Give it to me. I said, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light is what Christ said in Matthew. He said, cast your cares upon me in 1 Peter. Let me handle it. Let me do it for you. If I do it, it'll be done properly. It'll be done right. He says, I command you to do it. He told Israelites, to, he commanded them to keep 
the statutes and the ordinances of God. What does that word mean? It means the authoritative order of God has spoken and commanded you to do what he says. People suffer because they don't do what God says. We go through because we don't do what God says. But when we do what God says, we receive the blessings and we have relief from all of the problems and the anxieties, the worries, the cares, and the troubles of life. And so I have come that you may have it, that you may enjoy life, that you can wake up on, in the morning and have a joy in your heart and have a smile on your face. Why are you walking around looking like you're sucking on a lemon all day long? That's not the position of a child of God. Smile! Yeah, it takes six muscles to smile and over 600 to frown. What you frowning about? It can't be that bad. If you think you're doing bad, then go talk to somebody in the hospital. Go down to the nursing home. Go down to the cancer center. Go down to all these places where all these people are really going through something that's really trying. You'll come out of there rejoicing and laughing and praising God because that's not your lot. See, God said, I want to bless you. I don't want to curse you. I don't want to mess you up. I want you to be happy. I want you to be joyful. Number eight. Look at verse number eight in, in the 28th chapter. He says, Yahuwah shall command the blessings upon your storehouse. And in all that you set your hand unto. He said, I'm going to bless not just what you got. I'm going to bless everything you touch. Yes. What he says, the word of God tells us in Proverbs, commit your work unto the Lord and he will establish you. Yes. He said, many other plans in the mind of a man, but it's the Lord that directs his steps. So if you ain't seeking God, that's why you lost. If you ain't calling upon God to give you direction through the Holy Spirit, that's why you're all confused and all bottled out and don't know which way to go or what to do and when to do it. You walk in your business in the morning, you go to work. Lord, bless me today. Father, give me direction. Help me to come up with strategies that will make me successful on the job today. I mean, it's going to happen every time that God's going to still let you be tested. He's going to still let you go through the fire. Let you go through the water so you realize that you have to depend upon him. But when you give it to him, he will bring you through as pure gold. He will bring you through with deliverance and victory. You walk and say, yes, yes. God is real. I feel him in my soul. God is real. He's delivered me from what I'm going through. God is real. Because my faith and trust is in him. He tells us, he shall establish you as a holy people unto himself if you will hearken unto the commandments of the Lord and walk in his ways. If you will listen to what he says and then do that. You know that the problem that Israel had? Israel wouldn't listen. Israel understood God's actions. They understood the miracles. They understood the things that God was doing. But Moses was the only man of that day that had actually had a real encounter with God and saw God for his face. He, God let God pass by him and let him look at his backside. He saw God. 
Moses was the only one that saw God. Moses knew God's ways and Israel only knew God's miracles and his actions. There is a difference. God said, when you know my ways, you know me. If you know what I can do, you always begging. You ever seen a person always begging, begging, begging? Every time you turn around, they begging for something, want something. Somebody said, if you teach a man to fish, he will eat forever. If you keep feeding him, he's going to keep coming back for more. God said, teach him to fish. <laughs> teach him to go after the things of God so that the blessings will come upon them and overtake them. That's what he says. Let the blessings overtake you. Let the blessings fill your treasury. Let the blessings fill your heart. Let the blessings fill you, the word of God tells us. God tells us finally in these verses. And the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of God, Yahuwah. And they shall be what? Afraid of you. He said, I'm going to bless you. But, you. but the people may be afraid of you. And the reason they may be afraid of you because they're going to know you are called by my name. They're going to know that I am the one who watches over and protects you. You ever walk in the presence of somebody and they say, it's something about you. I can't figure out what it is. It's just different. There's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's, are you a child of God? Do you go to church? Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's what the difference is. And the glory of God is all upon you and his presence is with you. And wherever you go, he said, I will go with you. I will be there with you. When you go through the fire, you will not get scorched. You will not get burned. When you go through the water, it will not overtake you. In the valley, I'll be with you. Wherever you go, he says, what? Lo, he told those disciples, I'm with you. Don't worry. Just do it. Don't worry how it comes out. Just do what God says. And when you do what God says, he will continue to bless you. Look at verse number 12. He shall open unto you his treasure, his good treasure. And the heavens shall give rain upon your land in its season and bless all the work of your hand. He says, I'm going to rain upon you with blessings. Because you what? Listen to God and do what he says. You want to be blessed? This is how you get his blessings. You want the power and the presence of God in your life? This is how you get to that place. By doing what he says, following the ordinances, following the commandments, doing what the statute says, keeping his word. And as you do so, he will establish you and he will pour his blessings into your life. He will continue to bless you. You will continue to receive the good things of God, the good blessings of God, the righteousness and the holiness of God will manifest and come upon you because your faith and your trust is in him. He said, I'll make you the head and not the tail. He said, you will lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow from none. Then he says, and God shall make you the head and not the tail. You're always pulling up the rear. You're always coming up in the rear. You're always behind. You said, no, God said, I don't want you behind. I want you in the front. I'm going to establish you so you'll be ahead, not behind, not the tail. I mean, we went out of town one time. Reverend Bonham was the pastor of Morningstar Baptist Church at the time. We went to, uh, uh, to a meeting. And uh, it was the National Baptist Convention. And when we got there, uh, we were running a little late because he left late. And of course, I was driving for him and he left late. And as we were driving, we got there late. And so we got to the hotel. We got ready to check in. And Reverend Bonham went up and asked the lady about his room. And she said, well... Sir, give me a second, I can help you. And Reverend Bonham, he just kept on talking. And 
She looked at him. She said, well, sir, who are you? He said, I'm the pastor. She said, well, what are you doing behind them? Because <laughs> we're about an hour behind the church. What are you doing behind them if you're the pastor? You're supposed to be leading them, not following them. That's what God is saying to the body of Christ. Lead. Don't follow. There's three places you can be with God. You can be one who leads. You can be one who follows. Or if you can't do those, then just get out the way. So you can lead, you can follow, or step aside. Because you're not going to hinder or stop God's plan. People feel like I can put a stop to that. I can stop and hinder. No, you can't. You can't stop nothing God has put in orchestration. God has a purpose for your life, and that purpose he will manifest. All you've got to do is keep your faith and trust in him. Listen to what he says. Do what his word says. And when he speaks to your heart, move by the things that he tells you. the Holy Spirit speaks, you need to be on, on tap, getting ready to carry out what God's orders are for your life. So that he can what? Bless you. God said, I'm not asking you to do this to be asking you to do something. Remember what he told those disciples? He says, if you will forsake your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, and follow me. So I'm going to give you blessings. I'm going to give you land. I'm going to give you houses. I'm going to give you everything you need now in this life. People trying to wait and go to heaven so they can be blessed. You can be blessed right here, right now. You ain't got to go to heaven to get blessed. God will bless you right now, right where you at. Pour more blessings upon you than you got room for. Why are you waiting to die to get blessed? Some people get waiting to die to go to heaven to have a good time. Well, this is practice right here. If you can't do it right here, how are you going to do it in heaven? Walking around like you're sucking a lemon in the kingdom. And Jesus walked up to you and said, fix your face, boy. God want to bless you. God want his blessings to overtake you. God want his blessings to fill your treasury is what the word of God says. He says, I will bless you. I will protect you. I will keep you and I will direct you. He tells us in Joshua 1 and 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate therein night and day and do all and do according to all that is written therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous and then shall you have good success. Blessings come as a result of following the writing in this book and doing what's. That's where your blessings come from. When you follow the teachings and the ordinances of God, he can't help but bless you. He said, before one jot or tittle in my word in any wise failed, I will. He said, heaven and earth will pass away. Keep your faith in God. Keep your trust in him. He tells us in 2 Chronicles 20 and 20, Jehoshaphat had a nation to come up against him and they were ready to fight him and destroy him and the nation of Judah, the nation of Jerusalem. And he prayed unto God. And God in his sovereign power spoke to Jehoshaphat. The Bible says in the 20th chapter, in the 20th verse, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and Jerusalem. And when he told them to hear him, he said, Believe in God, so shall ye be established. Believe the prophets, and so shall you prosper. Where is your faith? Should be in the Lord. Where is your faith? It should be in what God told you to do and what God is telling you to do. Finally, he tells us in Psalms 118, and 25, save now, I beseech you, O Lord, 
O Lord, I beseech you, the writer says, send now prosperity. People tell you God don't want you to be blessed. People tell you God don't want you to be prosperous. The word says he does. Not the way some of these preachers on TV is doing it, of course. But by following the ordinances of his word and doing what he tell you to do, he will pour his blessings into your life. The people say, I don't know how they got that. I don't know how they got to pour that. I'll tell you what, I know what they make that work. I know what they make. And I know they can't afford that. It's God that's pouring his blessings upon you. It's God that's enriching your life with his best. He said, you are a royal Nation, a peculiar people, a holy nation unto him, kings and priestesses. And I want you to have the very best, not the rest. God don't want you going down there buying no use. God wants you to have a brand new one. He don't want you going in there buying no hand-me-down clothes from the thrift store. He wants you to walk into place and buy brand new clothes. So I want the very best for my people. I don't want you to walk around with hand-me-downs and what's left over. Walk up in there and say, Lord, I need, and I asked it. God said, if you ask, I'll do it. He said, whatever you ask, believe in, you shall receive. He said, ask me. All you got to do is ask him. All you got to do is follow the statutes and the commandments, and when you do, he will bless you. Finally, he tells us, listen to the voice of God. Do what he tells you by obeying what he says. And then he said, when you obey what he says, he says, I will bless you beyond your comprehension. You can't begin to comprehend what God will do for you if you just listen and do what he says. Don't let nobody persuade you to do something that's out of the will of God or that is not of God. The devil's always busy trying to trick you and fool you and trick us and fool us into doing what he wants us to do. But we say, Satan, I rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I resist you and flee from me. God says resist the devil and he will what? He'll leave. When Christ was on the pinnacle of the temple and he wanted to throw Christ down, he was going to take Christ out. He thought. God told me, he said, wait a minute, boy. I created you. Now, how are you going to tell me how to do what I already know what to do? It's kind of like your son coming to tell you how to do things in your house, and he's still five or six or seven, eight years old, and you're the adult. But he's going to tell you how to do what you already done experienced and been through. Same thing. God says, I have been where you are. I know what you are going through. I know what you are experiencing. Just listen to the word of God. Anything you deal with in life, if you will read the word of God and allow it to bless your heart, the the, the answer to the problem is in the equation of God's word. Whatever you're going through, okay, what you're dealing with, the answer is in this book. God said everything you deal with, everything you'll ever, this book is more date than the New York Times. God says, I will bless you. When we unveil the blessings of God in our lives, we realize the blessings come through obeying the statutes and the commandments of God. They come through listening, hearing his voice, and doing what he says. 
And when we do what God says, God says, I can't help but pour my blessings into your heart. May God bless you this morning. May heaven smile upon you. May we stand for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come this morning, first of all, to acknowledge your sovereignty, your love, your grace, and your power. We thank you for this message today. We ask now that you minister to every soul in the house. You know what we stand in the need of, and we pray now your blessings upon your people. Moved by the power and the Holy Spirit, we ask you to just touch each and every one of us. Let this word accomplish that for which thou hast sent it. We lose your love, your glory, your power, your majesty in this place. And pour your blessings upon this congregation. We ask you to touch every heart, every soul, minister to every need, and bless everyone under the sound of my voice. We decree and declare the blessings of God over this congregation. We decree and declare the blessings of God over this church family, those that are present and those that are not. We just pray you bless your people and keep them covered in the blood of Christ our Lord and Savior. We bless you this morning. We praise and glorify your holy and righteous name. We ask this now in Christ Yeshua, our Lord and Savior's name. We decree and declare it by faith. And we say thank you. God bless you. And all of God's people say amen. amen. God bless you this morning.